Uh, well, good morning. It's uh, Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Uh, Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate it. Just like I say every morning. Yeah, I know. You're, you're sick of hearing it. I don't care. I really do appreciate you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Uh, and tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. I, you know, I find that a lot of people who uh, argue with me and then find out that they are losing the argument, they, they tend to change the, the questions. Like, if I uh, argue that, uh, uh, argue to you that commuting by bicycle is not possible for most people because they live too far away, uh, and you can't, you, you can't defend your view that anybody can do it, then suddenly you change it and you say, uh, yeah, but your Trader Joe's is right down the street. You can bike there. That's not what the argument's about. It's about commuting, right? You can't change the argument in the middle of the uh, of the conversation. Anyway, that, that's that's a lawyer thing. Lawyers do that all the time, right in front of judges. Like judges are so stupid, and judges usually fall for it. I have proof. <laughs> anyway, let's get started. Let's, let's start with the, uh, of course, Ukraine. <clears throat> Uh, At the NATO summit in Madrid, Biden said the U.S. would establish a permanent headquarters for the 5th Army Corps in Poland, uh, maintain an extra rotational brigade of 3,000 troops in Romania, send two more F-35 jet squadrons to the United Kingdom, station additional air defense and other uh, capabilities in Germany and Italy, and enhance rotational deployments to the Baltic states, uh, which are from uh, from west to east, uh, Lithuania, uh, Latvia, and uh, uh, Estonia. Uh, mind you, once Finland joins NATO, Estonia and Finland can choke Russia from the Baltic Sea by closing the passage through the Gulf of Finland, which Russia will not be happy about, let me tell you. Um, Leaders of the 30 countries that make up NATO have agreed to a sweeping strategic framework for the next decade uh, that focuses on the direct threat posed by Russia and declares for the first time China as a security challenge. Uh, When they got together, like, what was it, 12, 20, 12 years ago, 20 years ago? I forget. Uh, uh, China wasn't even on the the, uh, radar. And Russia was part of their agreement. Anyway. Uh, this morning, Biden held a news conference while at the uh, Madrid NATO summit. He talked about the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade. He called Russia irrational. He reiterated that the U.S. would help Ukraine as long as it takes. When asked what he means by as long as it takes, he said, as long as it takes. That's what I mean. Uh, and, and, you know, he talked about how how Russia, you know, just defaulted and all the trouble it's causing Russia. And you know what? This is better for the United States in the long run, not having, uh, I mean, Russia, is, like I said, didn't I say they would be uh, pushed into the 19th century? <laughs> 
Uh, and that's what's happening. Uh, he talked about uh, something we've talked about for months, Snake Island. By the way, as I was saying yesterday, Romania is the country that Ukraine should give the island to, then lease it back from them. Uh, anyway, uh, Biden, he talked about the cap on uh, uh, the cap proposed on the price spent for oil to uh, for Russia. He talked about selling F-16s to Turkey with a, a congressional approval. Uh, he announced additional aid worth $800 million for Ukraine, including air defense systems. Apparently, he wasn't ready for that announcement. <laughs> he said he's having a, a meeting tomorrow with a group of governors where they uh, in the United States where they will be discussing choice and what to do to protect people. He also said that he would change the filibuster to codify abortion rights by way of privacy. Now, the problem with codifying something is it can still be challenged to the Supreme Court, right? So this really isn't a fix. The only fix is a constitutional amendment, and that's what he should be discussing with the governors. Uh, Russia's defense ministry announces its troops, guess what, have withdrawn from Snake Island in the Black Sea as a gesture of goodwill, uh, aimed at uh, demonstrating Moscow's support for efforts to restart food exports from Ukraine ports. Uh, by the way, uh, 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 some ex- uh, uh, one ship just left from Russian-occupied territory. Uh, of course, they've stolen like uh, 700,000 tons of grain, and they just bombed a uh, uh, a, a, a grain location uh, that had uh, what was it? Was it forty tons or four tons of grain? They just bombed it; caught fire. So that grain is gone. Uh, Ukrainian officials hail the announcement of a Snake Island as a victory for their forces. Uh, and to be honest, Russia was having trouble keeping it. I mean, uh, uh, Ukrainian forces were bombing the hell out of everything. They, every time they put something on that island, it got bombed, you know. Um, uh, Alexei, Alexei Hromov, a brigadier general in the Ukraine Armed Forces, told a news conference that as of yet, there were no Ukrainian forces stationed at uh Uh, Snake Island, the uh, Black Sea outpost, but claimed there would be forces deployed to Snake Island soon. Uh, He added that the uh, Ukraine military would do everything possible so ships carrying grain could pass through the Black Sea and said there were currently no plans to withdraw from the eastern city of Lyshansk, which Russian forces are trying to encircle. Uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says uh, Russian forces withdrawal from Snake Island is firm evidence of Ukraine's ability to repel Moscow's invasion. Uh, Johnson told a news conference at the NATO summit, if you wanted evidence of the amazing ability of Ukrainians to fight back to overcome adversity and to repel the Russians, then look at what has happened just today on Snake Island, where, uh, where again, Russia had, has had to cede ground. In the end, it will prove impossible for Putin to hold down a country that will not accept his rule. Now, I just want to tell you, you listen to me, and I've talked about Snake Island for, uh, uh, for what, two months now? Right? And nobody else knows about Snake Island. 
So you have the uh, you have the edge on any conversations you have about uh, Ukraine and Snake Island because you've known about Snake Island forever. It's just now hitting the news about Snake Island, and you know what else is hitting the news? And, and it hasn't come out yet. They're trying to work out a deal for that passageway uh, in Lithuania uh, from um, uh, from Belarus to Kaliningrad. Remember that, that, that railway that's been halted, uh, um, at least partially halted, be, uh, to stop things from being transported to Kaliningrad, which is part of Russia. Uh, there's a deal being worked out about that. I just thought I'd mention that. It, uh, they're talking about it right now, but we'll see what happens in the next few days. Uh, maybe tomorrow, tomorrow, maybe before the weekend. We'll see. Uh, this is weird. Uh, Putin Pretending Finland and Sweden joining NATO doesn't bother him, but he warned there will, uh, uh, they will respond in kind to any threats. Uh, following the Caspian summit in Turkmenistan, Putin said, There is nothing that could bother us about Sweden and Finland joining NATO if they want to join, please. Only we must clearly and precisely understand, while there was no threat before, in the case of military contingents and military infrastructure being deployed there, we will have to respond symmetrically and raise the same threats in those territories from where threats have arisen for us. So, you're saying that you're going to have to spread your military out thinner? Hmm. Sounds like an opportunity. (laughs) Uh, He added... Everything was good with us, but now there'll be some tensions. That's obvious. It's impossible to be without. Uh, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg says Sweden and Finland Finland will next week sign their accession protocols to formally join the alliance as its leaders wrap up a summit in Madrid. Uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky uh, welcomed Indonesian President Joko Widodo in uh, Kiev yesterday and accepted his personal invitation to attend the G20 summit in Bali in uh, November, uh, which uh, uh, Putin was invited also, remember. Uh, Zelensky said at the joint pre- uh, press briefing, Ukraine's participation will depend on the security situation in Ukraine and who else might be attending. Uh, I think that was referencing Putin. He said, I consider our talks today to be an important step for strengthening global anti-war coalition and all the countries that can bring back and guarantee stability to the world. Uh, He talked, he said, you achieved victory in your struggle for freedom. We believe that we can defend our freedom and independence from the colonizing war of the Russian Federation. Uh, Wododo also said he offered to convey a message of peace from Zelensky to Putin when he meets him, with him today, which which he already has met with him. Uh, Wododo also invited Putin uh, to the G20 uh, a couple months ago. After the war started, he invited him. Uh, speaking during a news conference alongside Putin after bilateral meeting uh, between the uh, pair in Moscow, Wododo said he had urged G7 leaders to ensure sanctions on Russia do not affect food and fertilizer supplies. Uh, we talked about fertilizer before. That's the important thing. We need to get fertilizer so we can continue to grow food, and Russia is a big supplier of it. Uh, he had warned global food, food supply issues will not improve if Russian uh, fertilizer and Ukrainian wheat is unavailable to global buyers. And that is true. 
Uh, the United Nations Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights published a report yesterday about the human rights situation in Ukraine. Uh, the UN documented 10,000 civilian casualties since the conflict began on February 24th. Among them, uh, 4,731 people were killed. Uh, in other words, the rest were... Uh, um, hmm, that's kind of confusing. Uh, anyway, M- uh, Matilda uh, Bogner, head of uh, Human Rights Monitoring Mission in Ukraine, told journalists in Kyiv, the armed attack by the Russian Federation against Ukraine has had a devastating impact on human rights across the country. We documented violations of international human rights law and international humanitarian law, including war crimes. These violations highlight the heavy toll the conflict is having day in and day out. Huh. 10,000 civilian casualties. Yeah. I, I, I guess that... It, does that include uh, the army? I, I'm a little confused about that. Because it says it includes 4,731 people uh, were killed. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Russia, uh, Russia's... Uh, there might be something in the translation that I just don't understand. Uh, Russia's foreign minister says a new Iron Curtain is descending between Russia and the West... Uh, Sergei Lapdog Lavrov said it's practically already coming into place. Let them just behave uh, carefully, uh, referring to you know Western co- countries, of course. Uh, Dmitry Medvedev, the deputy chairman of Russian's, uh, Russia's Security Council, has warned that sanctions against Moscow could be a justification for war. Uh, he said, I would like to point out once again that under certain circumstances, such hostile measures can only qualify as an act of international aggression and even as a casus belli uh, justifi- justification for uh, war. Um, yesterday, Putin denied that Russia was behind the shopping center strike in Kremachuk. Uh, Putin said at the same news conference, the Russian army does not attack any civilian site. We all know this is a, a lie. You, you remember the uh, theater, right, in uh, Mariupol? Which, which, by the way, they have just proved that it was targeted. Uh, we don't, he said, we don't have the need for this. We have every capability to detect spe- uh, specific locations, and thanks to our high-precision, long-range weapons, we are achieving our goals. Uh, you kind of... High, out of high precision long range weapons aren't you uh, or just about out of them uh, he said uh, 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 or rather me like I said tell it to the dead that you didn't do that a uh, video from Kremenchuk shows that a shopping mall in the heart of the city was obliterated by one of the two missiles that were fired so we have videotape you can't say it wasn't you that did it uh, they claim that um, uh, a, a, an adjoining site uh, had been hit and it caught fire to the mall. That's what they claimed, but that's not true. Uh, the Pope stepped up his harsh words on Russia. Uh, Pope Francis has implicitly accused Russia of armed conquest, expansion, and imperialism uh, in Ukraine, calling the conflict a cruel and senseless war of aggression. Uh, during an address to a delegation of Orthodox leaders who had come to Rome, uh, the Pope said about Russia that all needed 
quote, to recognize that armed conquests, expansionism, and imperialism have nothing to do with the kingdom that Jesus proclaimed. Pope's getting stronger on words. Pretty soon he's going to be saying, let's kill those suckers. Uh, the European Court of Human Rights. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you don't think? I do. Should I remind you of the Crusades? The European Court of Human Rights says it has issued an order to Russia to ensure that the death penalty is not carried out against two Britons who were captured while fighting for Ukraine. Uh, The two Britons are in self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic in eastern Ukraine, uh, which is not recognized by anyone except Russia. Uh, They told Russia it should ensure that the death penalty imposed on the applicants was not carried out, ensure appropriate conditions of their detention, and provide them with any necessary medical assistance and medication. And that was sort of a threat. Don't kill our citizens. You know, because Russia's been saying that they'd be treated in a certain way since they aren't part of the uh, military, that they can treat them uh, uh, like yeah, America treated detainees. Yeah, we have a bad history. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, if you were watching testimony on Tuesday and watching the news yesterday, you knew this was going to happen. Uh, yesterday, the House Committee investigating the insurrection subpoenaed former White House counsel Pasquale Pat Cipollone uh, for on-the-record testimony. If you remember... Uh, Tuesday, ex-special assistant to Mark Meadows, Cassidy Hutchinson, testified that Cipollone urged her to prevent Trump from joining a violent mob on his, uh, of his supporters at the Capitol on January 6th, the insurrection. Uh, she said, Mr. Cipollone, uh, Cipollone said, or Cipollone, said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. She was in the tent in the back and did not hear Trump say he would do it. Uh, Cipollone had called her after watching that part of the speech on TV. Uh, On the TV. Um, Yesterday morning, Liz Cheney tweeted, As we heard yesterday, White House counsel Pat Cipollone has significant concerns regarding the Trump's January 6 activities. It's time for Mr. Cipollone uh, to uh, testify on the record. Any concerns he has about the institutional interest of his prior office are outweighed by the need for his testimony. Uh, Cheney and the panel's chair, Representative Benny Thompson, Uh, said in a statement that the select committee's investigation has revealed evidence that Mr. Cipollone repeatedly raised legal and other concerns about President Trump's activities on January 6th and in the days that preceded. Uh, Thompson's letter to Cipollone explains that even his refusal to cooperate with the committee beyond an informal interview in April, we are left with no choice but to issue you this subpoena. I end this now. This is absolutely amazing to me. After years of fighting to get this done, I was just talking to somebody about this recently. Uh, It was all for naught because of what appears to be corrupt judicial. Uh, I mean, I read the decision. I read why they made the decision. It sort of makes sense, but it's such a huge case. It's really bad. Um, Tuesday. 
the Michigan Supreme Court on, uh, on determined uh, former uh, uh, state officials were not indicted properly on the Flint water poisoning case. It was a six to nothing decision. The group Flint Rising said in a statement yesterday, uh, this leaves no one criminally responsible for poisoning 100,000 people in one of the largest public health disasters in this nation's history. It has been 2,986 days since, let's just round it to 3,000, um, since the start of the Flint water crisis. Remember, two weeks from now, anniversary of the beginning of the, uh, uh, anniversary of the uh, poisoning. Uh, throughout the years, we've sent buses of Flint residents to our state and nation's capital, shared our stories, marched in the streets, and fought for reparations for our community. And it has become increasingly clear that the judicial system is not a viable option for a poor majority black community facing injustice. The high court found that prosecutors appointed by Democratic Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel should not have relied on Genesee County Circuit Judge David Nublat acting as a one-man grand jury to charge nine people, including Rick Snyder, the former GOP governor. Uh, what was said was something like uh, that um, uh, Attorney General Dan- uh, Dana Nessel uh, had a lot of things that could be done, but one of them was not, they could appoint a grand jury, but not be the grand jury. Three of the indicted individuals are Richard Baird, Nicholas Lyon, and Nancy Peeler, if you want to search for them on the internet and go after them, uh, challenged the process by which they were charged, leading to the state court's decision. Uh, Michigan Solicitor uh, General Fadwa Hammond said, if the allegations can be proved, and this this is in reference to, hey, you know what, this isn't going to stop us. It's just it's just a formality. It's just a paperwork uh, uh, mistake, and we're going to go back and do it again if we have to. Uh, if the allegations can be proved, it is impossible to fully state the magnitude of the damage state actors have caused to an innocent group of people, a group of people that they were entrusted to serve. The Flint water crisis stands as one of the country's greatest betrayals of citizens by their government. Hammond vowed that, quote, we are prepared and determined to prove the allegations against the defendants in court and are committed to seeing this process through to its conclusion, meaning, eh, I don't care, we're going to do it again. So there you go. Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson was sworn in today as uh, Justice uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Breyer steps down after almost three decades. Uh, He was put in on the uh, Supreme Court in 1994 under Clinton, right? Uh, Judge Jackson will be the first female African-American, American, uh, African-American uh, justice and has at least three decades ahead of her, maybe four, if she lives to be as old as uh, Stephen Breyer, who is 83. What's really cool is she clerked for Stephen Breyer when she was uh, uh, very young, like I guess in her 20s. Uh, she will take the bench afternoon eastern which has just happened uh, uh, when she, uh, she was uh, sworn in uh, she was sworn in uh, at noon at 9 o'clock uh, pacific time is this a good or a bad deal sadly it might be good but only if Mitch McConnell can be trusted and he cannot be trusted um, uh, which means it's a bad deal 
According to the um, uh, Louisville Courier-Journal, Biden has agreed to nominate Republican pro-life attorney Chet Meredith once there's a federal court vacancy in Kentucky where abortion was outlawed. Uh, uh, that was one of the states where it's outlawed immediately. In exchange, McConnell has, uh, of course, Senate of, of Kentucky, um, in exchange, where was I? Oh, McConnell has purportedly agreed not to obstruct the president's future judicial nominations. Uh, given McConnell's history of lying about everything and shoving Amy Coney Barrett up our collective asses, he cannot be trusted. Kentucky U.S. Senate candidate Charles Booker called the agreement a complete slap in the face. He tweeted, the president is making a deal with the devil, and once again, the people of Kentucky are crushed in the process. At a time when we are fighting to protect human rights, this is a complete slap in the face. This is some bullshit. Uh, Booker is running against Rand Paul for the Senate this November in Kentucky. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court reinstated Louisiana's Republican-drawn congressional map, which a federal judge said will cause irreparable harm to black voters in 2022 midterm elections and likely violates the Voting Rights Act. Okay. We're going to go through this. Um, uh, Scrotus members, so the vote was 6-3, to uh, to temporarily block a ruling by U.S. District Judge Shelley Shelley D. Dick, who found that Louisiana's new Congressional District Mac was racially discriminatory. Temporarily blocked. Huh. Who was it? Way back in 2019 and 2020. Who was it among us that went to his Congressional representative and told him that they were delaying the census so they could draw boundaries illegally and there's no time to fix them before the 2022 election. Who was it that here among us that told Adam Schiff more than two years ago that this was happening and he was too stupid to realize it? Yes, that's right, Adam Schiff. I'm calling you out directly. Uh, Justices Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Stephen Breyer dissented. Uh, It's really bad. In a state where black people make up one-third of the population, this attack on the black population disguised as a fair map has only one black congressional district in a state with six districts. They used to have seven until Katrina. They had eight before that. Remember... One-third of the population is black, and only one of six districts is, is black, is, is Democrat. This was a shadow docket decision. So why would the court dismiss this so easily as a shadow docket decision? The justices added uh, the case to next term's docket, which includes scheduling oral arguments in a Voting Rights Act challenge to what critics call a racially rigged congressional map in Alabama. They overturned Roe v. Wade, and now they want to overturn the Voting Rights Act. That's what's going on here. 
They delayed it. They said, we're not going to talk about this right now because we want to, we want to uh, do this Alabama thing and overturn the Voting Rights Act. And also, it's going to force the election to be done with the, those drawn maps so more Republicans will get elected. The, this Supreme Court is criminal. This is your homework, okay? This is what I want you to do. Google Louisiana's very white 6th district, okay? While looking at that map, okay, pause me for a second. While looking at that map, okay, see if you can figure out the shape of the only black district, the 2nd district. Now that you've been horrified by how gerrymandered it is, go ahead and Google the first district and see how horribly that is gerrymandered. It is literally, and you know how I hate to say literally, it is literally completely separated into two sections with the second district going down the middle. The only way you, you the only way you can go from one part of district 1 to the other part of district 1 is by going through district 2 or by scheduling a ship and going by ocean. Oh man. It is disgusting what they've done in Louisiana. Uh speaking of disgusting R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison, according to federal prosecutors, uh, following his conviction last year uh, on federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges, stemming from his efforts over years to use his fame to ensnare victims he sexually abused. Uh, This after the documentary Surviving R. Kelly brought attention to him that he did not want. Even in marriage, he was an aphibophile. His first wife, Aliyah, and this is just barely uh, from being a hebophile, which is 11 to 14. Under 11 is considered uh, considered a pedophile. Um, uh, Aliyah was born on January 16, 1994. She was 15 when he married her. Uh, they lied on the paperwork. So uh, that's it. Uh, I had other stuff, but I, you know, I briefly mentioned it uh, today. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Thursday, June 30th, 2022. (sighs) I truly appreciate you coming every day. It's so nice of you. You know I work hard for you. I got up this morning at uh, 3.30 this morning and started working right away. A little bit before, about 3.15 actually. Um... Uh, but yeah, I, I really do appreciate you. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, those four words. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, you can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, and, or you can send me a news story that you want to get out. Uh, uh, send your Republicans to argue with me, your Republican friends. I, you know what? Sometimes Democrats argue with me because I do have some conservative values. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. 
I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.